I would ask the photographer what their delivery process looks like. So not only how long it takes to actually get their images back, um, but what is it that they are going to offer as the final package deal. Welcome to Dancing Cowboy Radio. Adam the Dancing Cowboy is the resident DJ and dance instructor at the Rodeo Club in San Jose. Adam is passionate about country music, country dancing, and helping people find top-notch vendors for their country weddings. Subscribe for show notes and reminders at dancingcowboy.com radio. And now, here's your host, Adam the Dancing Cowboy. Welcome to Dancing Cowboy Radio. Before we jump into today's show, just a little bit about myself and what to expect from the show. My name is Adam the Dancing Cowboy, and I've been listening to country music for over 25 years, dancing for about 20, and DJing weddings for the last seven. On the show, we have three main topics. Sometimes we cover all three. Some of them you just get one or two. Those topics are country music, country weddings, and country dancing. Today on the show, we're going to talk to John Cruiser about his top 100 country songs of 2018. I can't believe another year's gone by already. Also, we're going to talk to Kiana Marie, professional wedding photographer, about how to choose the right wedding photographer for you. Then we're going to talk a little bit about country dancing. You'll hear about that one later. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. This is Dancing Cowboy Radio, where Adam talks about country music, country weddings, and country dancing. For show notes and reminders, go to dancingcowboy.com slash radio. And now, let's get back to the show. Here's your host, Adam, the Dancing Cowboy. So welcome back to Dancing Cowboy Radio on 1590 KLIV. Our first guest today, he normally works in tech PR, and this guy commutes from Oregon to San Jose like every week. I, I'm amazed by his travel stamina. Welcome to the show, Mr. John Cruiser. Hey, glad to be here. Well, thanks for joining us uh, today, John. And well, thanks for I, having me. I know it's a busy time of year here at the end of the year. Uh, lots of you, stuff going on. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. It's funny. I was thinking the first time I remember hearing about you was uh, on Twitter. I think I saw a concert review that you had uh, posted. How did you get into writing concert reviews? You know, for me, uh, traveling back and forth a lot, you mentioned from Oregon to the Bay Area. I, I grew up here, so it, it was always nice and going to lots of concerts. You know, it was one of those things where I, I always enjoyed writing. I always enjoyed going to concerts and, and hearing live music. And, you know, one day I just decided that I, I would give it a chance and kind of write about my experience and see if we could, you know, help out some of the, the young artists out there that maybe don't necessarily get as much publicity out there as they should. And, you know, ever since then, it's been something I've been able to do. And, you know, I don't do it as frequently as I'd like to. Uh, as you mentioned, it's uh, kind of my, my side job here, but, uh, you know, it's worked out pretty well. And I've, I've definitely gotten to see a lot of great acts that have come from, you know, being the, the openers to now being the headliners. So it, it's really exciting. Most definitely. And and the thing that surprises me the most is how much from a concert you remember and are able to convert into words. <laughs> there is so much detail, and, and you do a really good job on those. 
Somehow, somehow I end up with a really good memory, but I think what happens is, especially when you go to these smaller club shows, you know, the memories can be a lot greater just because you're, you're right there on top of the stage and, you know, you see a lot of stuff that's going on and, you know, maybe I, I cut it back to a drink or two rather than more. That, that might help as well a little bit too. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so to piggyback on my last question about your concert reviews, I noticed that you also include a top 100 list. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's always been fun. I, at this time of year, everyone seems to come out with their top 10 list, top 50 list, top 100 list. And I thought I'd been writing these reviews for a while. And a couple of years ago, I just decided to start doing the top 100. And, uh, you know, not necessarily going by airplay, not necessarily going by spins. Uh, I really just wanted, you know, the songs that I wanted to listen to or my family wanted to listen to when we're driving in the car or when you're sitting at home. You know, these were what I considered to be the best songs of the year. And it's really spawned into this, you know, nice long 100-song list that doesn't necessarily have the songs and the artists that you see every day, you know, every hour on the hour. There's a lot of people that, you know, people might not know, not have heard from, or, you know, are, are just people that are just underplayed and, you know, underappreciated. And I, I really like to make Make sure that everyone's included on this. I really enjoy looking at the, the top 100 list, you know, whether it's the standard ones you see or, or yours as well, just because there's so many songs and you forget about them by the time the end of the year comes around. So, I was going to say a lot of them come, and this kind of piggybacks off the question that you just had there, is that, you know, mine, mine kind of goes from late the year before into around December 1st of the current year. So it's kind of going back and looking to, okay, uh, you know, a song maybe came out late last year, but it got a lot of airplay this year sometime or, or right. elsewhere. So I'm really gotcha. trying to combine combine a little bit and getting these songs that span the whole year. So there's definitely some that came out last December in January. But as you mentioned, it's hard because 10, 11 months later, you don't exactly remember who's out there. So there's a little bit of research involved, a little bit of back going through my, my playlist that I had, seeing who, you know, were my most commonly played songs. Uh, and then just right now, I mean, obviously the songs are top of mind these days seem to be the ones that, you know, are, are your favorites at the moment. And it's just going back and kind of, you know, the way I look at it, to be honest, is I, I, I take the hundred songs that were my favorite and then I just look at them and say, okay, if I had a choice between this song and this song, which one would I listen to? The one I choose is ranked higher. It's, it's, it's n not too mathematical. It's kind of, <laughs> it goes that way for me. Oh, okay. Okay. So tell us about a few that are on the list this year. You know, there's there have been some really good songs this year that have been out there. You know, they range anywhere, you know, going back to earlier this year. You know, Chris Jansen's Drunk Girl, obviously, is is going to be near the top of the list, if not at the top. You've got other songs up there, you know, Better Me by Montgomery Gentry. Recently, Jimmy Allen's Best Shot, you know, that's another one there. But again, there's other bands and other songs that I've listened to a lot this year. Uh, two that I'll call out specifically, Cash Creek. You know, uh, a band that not a lot of people know. They had a song called You Won't See Me Cry. Fantastic. It'll definitely be in my top 20. Kaylee Starr. Kaylee Starr actually was with Cash Creek for some shows. She has a song called Mr. 3 A.M., which is, is definitely <laughs> one of my favorite songs of the year. Um, it, it's one definitely worth listening to. Um, yeah, I'm real, definitely going to check out some of these a, indie artists. She's, yeah. a, she's a star in the making. And, and obviously... Wonder Woman by Waterloo Revival. They were a band that got a lot of airplay locally here. Done, And then just recently, I was at a KRTY show. I saw Jake Rose. Jake Rose had a song called Sleeves. Um, 
You know, I had I had not heard it up until that point. I sat and talked with them before and after the show. Really loved the song, and it'll certainly end in my top 25. Yeah, actually, I re- that song I do recognize. I, I saw it on the Spotify playlist a little while back, so I understand how that one would make the list for sure. Are there any others that uh, that jump out at you? You know, for me, one really interesting thing, and I think this kind of goes back to the thing, is they, uh, this year has really been talked about as being a year that, you know, everybody kind of said country music was kind of static or, you know, not necessarily, you know, a standout year. And I actually saw it as completely the opposite. I thought there was a lot of diversity in music. I thought there was a lot of different types. You know, there's always the battle between traditional country, pop country, bro country, those different types of areas. But, you know, Country music has always been that melting pot where a lot of different types of music come together. And I think the one thing I have on my countdown here is something that shows that you've got a lot of traditional artists. You have a lot of kind of the rock country artists, the bro country. But also the one thing that I really found that's not getting as much attention this year as it should is the women in country music. Between Carly Pierce and Stephanie Quayle, Abby Anderson, Kaylee Starr, who I mentioned before, um, Ashley McBride, Cam, of course, who everyone in the Bay Area knows pretty well. Yeah, yeah, we we loved her, yeah. A lot of these people, you know, I have a lot of their songs listed in my top 30, um, outside of the traditional Carrie Underwoods, Miranda Lamberts, others like that, who had some just just amazing songs. I mean, I, I look back, as I said, that Girl Going Nowhere by Ashley McBride, um, was was a fantastic song. You know, there's a woman out of uh, Michigan. Her name's Carrie Lynch. She had a great song called "Nothing That a Shot Won't Fix." Uh, mm. Definitely more, <laughs> you know, traditional country on that. Love that top 35 song for sure of the year. And I really have to say that I think the women are very well represented on my countdown, just because there were a lot of great songs that definitely deserve the recognition. Okay, most definitely. That was uh, you, you kind of jumped right into. It. I was going to ask. If there were any female artists that you were uh, uh, digging in particular this year, because it does seem like there was some um, definitely a little bit more uh, in, in the news about the fact that you know they're underrepresented in uh, certain areas. So yeah, I was going to say the you know Runaway June, Pistol Annies. Wow. Well, I, like I said, always good to speak with you and to to see the thought that goes into your top 100. Um, and you did mention actually that your your kids had some input. Wh- which were their songs that they liked? Oh, <laughs> yeah. The, the kids always play play a big role. I, I would tell you that uh, late last year, Walker Hayes, you broke up with me. I'm sure you remember uh-huh. that song. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. probably my kids' favorite song of the year. So it definitely got some some play on there. Uh, they're big Dan and Shay fans. They love Eli Young Band. You'll see all of them. Uh, and then I've also been playing them a lot of local music. Michael Beck Band, Ryan Scripps, folks like that. Um, Tyler Rich, who, you know, has been a rodeo club favorite, whose song The Difference this year has actually, is really making it pretty big right now. So it's good to see these folks on there. And then my daughters both love Marin Morris. So, you know, obviously mm, she had to have a spot on here. So, uh, <laughs> so, so now that we, uh, I mean, we're going to put a link to the, uh, top 100 that you have in our show notes for this most definitely. So everyone can check that out. People can find that at dancingcowboy.com slash radio. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll definitely get the list uh, linked in there. Um, what shows are you looking forward to in 2019 now that we've got your top of uh, 2018? There's going to be a lot of good shows this year. I mean, personally, like everybody, I'm really hoping Garth Brooks comes out to the West Coast, you know, with yeah. his, his new shows he has. Sure, so. yeah. He, he, 
a lot of the times they'll go to L.A. or Sacramento, but not so much Bay Area. Yeah, so I, I would love to see him good. back in Portland or Seattle as well, too, but definitely in San Jose. Uh, I know Old Dominion's going to be out there like they always are, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing them. I have not seen Old Dominion since they were playing kind of the smaller club shows, so mm-hmm. it'll be nice to catch up with them. Uh, you know, outside of that, I mean, there's going to be so many shows next year. I just, I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot of these younger talent, or talented artists out there that are coming mm-hmm. and playing the smaller club shows, but then also going out on tour with the big acts. Um, sure. outside of country though, I will say I am really looking forward to the Hootie and the Blowfish reunion tour with the Bare Naked Ladies. Can I just say oh, wow. that that's making, that's making my 90s dream come true and I'm really <laughs> hoping this summer we get to see that. Um, yeah. but back on the, back, back on the, uh, on, on the countryside, uh, I'm really hoping to catch another Brothers Osborne show. I haven't mm-hmm. seen them since the Rodeo Club a couple of years ago and, uh, you know, bands like this, it's always great seeing shows at the Rodeo Club and then going out and seeing these guys winning all the awards, you know, being right. duo of the year, uh, artists of the year. It's really great to see. Very cool. Well, John, it was great talking to you today. Again, the uh, link to his top 100 will be in our show notes. We will, we'll chat with you again another time, I'm sure, John. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time out and thanks for all you do here. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. And, We will be right back here uh, on Dancing Cowboy Radio on 1590 KLIV. This is Dancing Cowboy Radio, where Adam talks about country music, country weddings, and country dancing. For show notes and reminders, go to dancingcowboy.com slash radio. And now, let's get back to the show. Here's your host, Adam, the Dancing Cowboy. Welcome back to Dancing Cowboy Radio on 1590 KLIV. Our next guest today graduated from San Jose State with a bachelor's degree in photography. She's a destination wedding photographer. She's shot weddings at... She's a destination wedding photographer shooting at places such as Mexico, Hawaii, and Colorado. Please welcome to the show Kiana Marie from Kiana Marie Photography. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for joining us again. And what place have you not been that you're looking forward to coming up soon anywhere that someone's willing to take me (laughs) (laughs) yeah traveling abroad would be definitely on my bucket list and i'm really anxious i'm just gonna put it out there i'd love to shoot in a an italy wedding one day oh okay that sounds like a a fun place to travel and definitely a beautiful place to get married one of the reasons why i started this show is to help engaged couples to find amazing vendors for their weddings. So today we're talking to a photographer, and I wanted to ask her, what are some of the things that people should know when when booking that wedding photographer? So what's the most important thing to consider when you choose one, Kiana? First and foremost, when picking a photographer, you really want to pick a friend. It's like picking a new best friend. You will be spending more time with your photographer than you will with your fiancé on your wedding day. So everything from making sure you jive and you have similar senses of humor and you can carry a conversation, all of these things need to be taken into consideration uh, before you're you're booking your photographer. Well, that makes total sense. You don't want to be like on an awkward first date the whole time. <laughs> yeah, no. 
And most importantly, too, you are inviting your photographer and their team to be an extension of your family and your friends. And so you want them to make sure that they have really good manners, that they are comfortable around large crowds. And you're only going to get that feeling from someone is if you meet them in person and you actually have a quick coffee date, you meet them for drinks. Um, Sometimes photographers will offer engagement sessions included in their collections, and you definitely want to utilize those to really get to know them. Okay. Well, those are definitely uh, some good good advice when they're picking their photographer. I have a few more questions about that. It seems like wedding photography is a form of art. Um, How would a couple know that a particular photographer is the right one for them? This is second most important, and uh, you definitely want to take the time to do your research. There are so many photographers here saturated in our Bay Area and then all around the world. You yeah, have everyone with a camera, right? Everyone with a camera thinks they're a wedding photographer or can take great photos, uh, but it's definitely important to make sure that you stalk them. And I don't just mean stalking their Instagram and pouring um, time into their websites and into their blogs, mm-hmm. but I would definitely take um, take some time to request full galleries, and I mean entire wedding galleries, because uh, if you notice, if you look on Instagrams, a lot of times photographers only showcase their very best work. Yeah, you get the perfect one, right? Yeah, you're only looking at a couple of images from each wedding, and it's typically in their their preferred style. So if they're a light and airy photographer, they're only showing images during the day. And if they're a bit dark and moody uh, photographer, they may be showing images later in the evening to get that more mystical look. But I'd say the best advice would be to look at an entire gallery and even request to look at three to five. So you're getting a snippet of, yeah, you're getting a snippet of each wedding from start to finish and you get to see the lighting conditions and um, just a whole experience of what they actually have to offer in one complete wedding day. Okay, so that makes sense because you can figure out if they can only take one photo or if they have any skills to take other other angles and that sort of stuff. Absolutely, and think about it too. When you look on websites, you never see family photos and you very rarely see ceremony photos. So you definitely want to get a whole caps, like a whole capture of Mm -hmm. the day. Okay. Before a couple books their wedding photographer, what is the last thing they want to make sure they know before pulling the trigger? I would ask the photographer what their delivery process looks like. So not only how long it takes to actually get their images back, um, but what is it that they are going to offer is the final package deal. Some photographers offer digitals and you can just download them from their wedding gallery. Some photographers don't. They might charge you Uh, like a lower fee for their wedding day coverage, but then they have the sales at the end where you have to pay for a whole, it's going to be an expensive. So uh, they make their money on the back end. Yes. And so you want to, you want to get that all laid out first. So you might have a starting point, but then all in, you're looking at the entire investment and what you're really getting at the end of the day. So you want a contract or something, you know, to make sure that you're going to get what you're going to get, what they said they're going to give you. Absolutely. And that's a pretty smart idea to get what the photographer is promising in, in writing. Um, what what sets your business apart from the rest of wedding photographers? Yes, I actually start the whole process before clients even book. So I love pouring my heart into education and content and blogging and helping them answer questions that maybe they don't even know they have. So um, And it doesn't have to be wedding photography related. I love helping 
couples with cake questions and seating arrangements and uh, brides picking out bridesmaids colors, all that kind of stuff that they're excited to talk about and that I'm I'm happy to share some experiences and help guide them along the way. Then, of course, I also help with timelines because that's one thing that's special about photography is oftentimes, and you can tell me, the DJs really do help with. um, Oh, yeah. Our job is to keep the train going. Yes. And then my job is to kind of gently pause, keep the party (laughs) going, but pause and get the images that clients are looking for and making time for those pictures. That's really important, too. Most definitely. So I love uh, the timeline help, and uh, that all happens before. During the wedding, I am just ecstatic, and I love every minute of the wedding day. And then following the wedding, what kind of sets me apart is I love hosting uh, couples' night out. So I uh, just this couple weeks ago, I offered a, a date night for my couples at the Saddle Rack, and it was so fun. We kicked off our boots and just had a great time, and a lot of my couples got to meet each other for the first time. Or a lot of my couples, they already know each other, and they've been bridesmaids and other weddings. Oh, yeah, definitely. It seems like they, they snowball sometimes. We have people in like six weddings in a year. Yeah, and they're all, they all know each other. They've, they've made toasts at each other's weddings, and bridesmaids help me out. They know what photos are coming next, and they help keep the train moving. Very cool. Well, Keanu Marie, I want to thank you for your insight on choosing a wedding photographer. Um, just so you know, her contact info and everything we talked about in the segment will be on the show notes. Just go to dancingcowboy.com slash radio for that. Next up, we're going to be talking about country dancing on Dancing Cowboy Radio on 1590 KLIV. This is Dancing Cowboy Radio, where Adam talks about country music, country weddings, and country dancing. For show notes and reminders, go to dancingcowboy.com slash radio. And now, let's get back to the show. Here's your host, Adam, the Dancing Cowboy. Welcome back to Dancing Cowboy Radio on 1590 KLIV. Today's country dancing segment is going to be about guys and country dancing. I know those two uh, phrases aren't normally in the same uh, sentence, but that's what we're going to talk about. Guys, here's a hint. Ladies love it when you know how to dance. So what are what are some things you need to, to know about that is you should definitely learn how to line dance. I know it's not considered cool by some, but if you can line dance, they know you have some rhythm. Uh, second off, you can take some club lessons. Again, it's just social proof that you know how to dance. Lessons over at the Rodeo Club or before every show that we have at Rodeo Club at 7.30. So if you want to do that, that's a great time to learn how to dance. We teach a line dance and a couple's dance, so you'll you'll get both at the same time. Now, private lessons, that's the third way, guys, you can learn how to dance. So if you don't want to do it in public, you want to learn how to dance, come on down for a private lesson. We do those by appointment. Uh, You can get more info about that in the show notes at dancingcowboy.com slash radio. But guys... Seriously, ladies love it when you dance or at least try to dance. That's half the fun is learning how to do it as a couple. So, Or if you're single and you're looking to, to find a lady, again, ladies love it when you can dance. So that's, that's it for the dancing segment today. We want to thank our guests for being on the show today, John Cruiser and his Top 100 Songs of 2018. Definitely su- surprising songs and some ones that you, you knew. We also talked to Kiana Marie, wedding photographer, about how to choose a wedding photographer. Remember, you can find all their info 
and their contacts over at dancingcowboy.com slash radio. Sign up for reminders for our next show. We're going to take a two-week break for Christmas and New Year's, but we'll be back on January the 6th at 8 a.m. That's a Sunday. On that show, we're going to talk about picking a wedding venue. We're also going to talk to line dance instructor Kylie Bridge about some of her experiences and a special guest that you will have to tune in to find out who. Have three pieces of advice for the holidays. First, be safe. Second, reach out to your friends and family during those times. And third, definitely go out and dance. Thank you again for listening. My name is Adam the Dancing Cowboy. You're listening to Dancing Cowboy Radio on 1590 KLIV. Thank you for listening to Dancing Cowboy Radio. To find show notes, show schedule, and links to all of our guests at dancingcowboy.com slash radio. That's dancingcowboy.com slash radio. For podcast sponsorship opportunities, send an email to radio at dancingcowboy.com. That's radio at dancingcowboy.com.